Welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. First and foremost, we want to give a shout-out to a uh, colleague podcast, I guess you'd call it, uh, another NFL podcast that's out there. Uh, Our very own Derek and JK3 were featured on a Panthers podcast last week to talk about the game this past Sunday. So I know you guys want to give them a little shout-out. Yeah, man, shout out to um, Panther, Nathur, Pan- Nathur. <laughs> Panther Nation podcast uh, at Panther Nation PC. Uh, pretty cool guys, um, Champ D1012 and uh, So Ambitious underscore YC. Cool guys, um, you know, they kind of basically told us everything that Carolina was going to do, give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, stop him if you can. We couldn't stop him. Um, but one thing I do want to advise them on, they also shouted out the Panthers kicker, Sly. And mm-hmm. Sly almost lost in the game, so mm-hmm. we'll oh, wow, take it yeah. for where it is. We'll take it for where it is. You get props on McCaffrey, but your boy Sly, not so Sly. And and on that over under, uh, that mm-hmm. forty one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, yeah. They, so. They completely told Derek that they weren't going to score over 41 points. They thought it was crazy, but yeah, because I said 51, and uh, guess what? Uh, I, I would have won that bet. So uh, we'll, we'll take it there. But you did win the game. That's all that counts. So we'll we'll uh, leave it at that and uh, move on. Uh, yeah, I don't think they care about that other stuff at this point. <laughs> hey, if there was money on the line, they would have cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys were betting like money and stuff? Uh not well. You know, and and. and in, in Vegas and stuff, man, when you're betting on sports lines, the over-under, you know, total points for people that, that don't know when you put on the total points um, is important because it's one of the, that's one of the lines you can bet on. And so the line was 41, and they thought it would be low scoring. I thought it would be higher, 51, just because of the fact that I didn't think the defenses were playing too well, and I thought both teams would be able to capitalize on explosive plays, which they did. So from that standpoint, you know, I was right, but they, you know, they were insistent on it was going to be 41. So, you know, had I put some money on that, I would have won, you know, some some change because a lot of people had heavy odds on the over part of that to score more than 41. Gotcha. Well, we don't support gambling on this podcast. That's a bad thing. Whatever. I Whatever. Support gambling? Okay. So we do support gambling. Um, there was actually an ordinance, I think, that just came down in Jacksonville that they're going to shut down a lot of those, like, sketchy gambling places. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the ones that they're, like, cafe. super lucky cafe. <laughs> lucky Charms Cafe. <laughs> and got fish games. I don't, I, that's a common thing I see on the front of the buildings is fish games. What is that? So, uh, I have asked around, and apparently it is, like, kind of an arcade game type thing that you just you gamble. I guess there's fish on the screen, and you hit them or something. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a gambler. I don't go to sketchy internet cafes, so I can't be 100% sure. It reminds me of, like, one of those games that's at the counter at Beach Bowl. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like any type of rundown hole-in-the-wall bar that's just there, and you don't even know how to play. You're just there, and you just win or not. Well, apparently these places are super super sketchy. They're open 24-7, and um, they're getting all shut down now at this point. So that's probably a good thing because, like you said, the way you're describing it, they all look – 
they all look pretty uh, pretty bad on the side of the road. But um, anyway, so we're not here to talk about gambling. <laughs> um, thanks to the Panthers podcast out there for uh, having us on. And if there are any other uh, team podcasts out there, they're looking for folks to join. JK3 and Derek are very experienced in that now, so they will be more than willing to do that at your beck and call, of course. Um, slide in them DMs. Yeah, slide in the DMs. Um, so Minshew... <clears throat> It's almost to the point now where I don't know if people are sick of hearing about him, but, I mean, at least from our purposes, it feels good because the guy's winning awards. We got the game Sunday with, a, I guess, a mustache giveaway. And then, uh, Derek, you, there's a Minshew beer, I guess. Yeah, there, there's a, a Minshew beer that's going on around. not going to, you know, shout out the uh, the, the, the brewery because they're, they're, not our, they're not our sponsor. Well, but, they're not uh, brewers, exactly. They're not yeah, brewers so, pizza. <laughs> they're not brewers pizza. So, but um, – no, you know, it's good to see the city embrace the, you know, some part of the team. I mean, I mean, poor old Robbie, yeah, for those that don't know, that's Bortles. Uh, he didn't have a beer named after him, so uh, he consumed a lot of beer probably down there off of, uh, you know, 2nd and 1st Street, but he didn't have a beer named after him, so. 99 Bortles of beer of the ball. That's all, <laughs> that's, that's all I heard. I never heard anything. I never heard, heard him having a beer, which is crazy because as much as the city loved Blake, I, yeah, I don't think he ever had a beer or anything else like that named after him. But, you know, the Minshew the, – the thing about the Minshew mania is, like, even when he loses. So against Carolina, he had three, three turnovers. Um, I would say the one fumble between – I don't know if it was going to O'Shaughnessy or – or not O'Shaughnessy, or, yeah, I don't know if it was going to the tight end or to Fournette, but that whole exchange, you know, that was a fumble. And then him in the pocket, fumbling it, um, people still love him, which is crazy. Everyone's like, yeah, Minshew Mania. It's like he gave up three turnovers. Yeah, Minshew Mania, right? <laughs> right. It's like, well, he had three turnovers. Yeah, you wearing jokes to the game on Sunday or what? It's like he had three turnovers. So, it's I don't know the city is still still pretty much uh, you know on the Minshew train still pretty much uh, you know riding along with them I think it's great I mean look at all the awards the guys racked up um, basically rookie of the month for September uh, rookie of the week four out of five weeks and um, also the Snickers hungriest player which is my favorite award with him on the Camaro with the uh, with the Snickers S so I mean yeah. can you stop him? Yeah, necklace is really cool. Hey, by the way, who's making that noise? <laughs> I'll edit this out. But <laughs> sorry, that, that was me. It's that Derek. Me. I, I know it's Derek. I, yeah, I looked, that was me. Every time it happened, I looked at him. He's just like, "Yeah, what noise is that?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. You playing drums over there? No, I dropped three different times. Yeah, what three different times. What is your ring made of? Our uh, that shit that's in Wolverine. Tungsten. <laughs> Animonium or animanium, whatever they say. No, it, it's made uh, of. Uh, yeah. It's made out of. It's made out of Krypton. Oh, oh, cool. That's neat. No, Tungsten. Um, Tungsten. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's – it's like I said, I mean, the thing is, Bortles got hype locally uh, a little bit when he was here, and, and he was a little bit of a character. But the Minshew thing's crazy because it's just gone national, and, uh, and I don't think we've ever seen anything like it, especially in the social media era that we're in now. Uh, it gains even more traction that way. But, yeah, the Snickers necklace, I mean, that picture, that was really cool. I like that. I'd like to get a replica of that if that's not already being sold by, like, six different people at this point in Jacksonville. Um, but the um, the rookie of the month, I think you said, Derek, he had rookie of the month in September, and I think, what is it, like three or four weeks in a row, maybe more than that, that he's been rookie of the week? He's been rookie of the week four out of the five weeks. 
Wow, that's crazy. Even, even with an L, even with the Jags taking the L on on Sunday to Carolina, he was still the rookie of the week. And that, and uh, again, you know, shout out, uh, you know, on the on the um, with the Panthers podcast that we had on there with Panther Nation. One of the things and one of the keys to victory that I said was going to be the passing game. And they swore up and down there was no way Minshew was going to be able to throw the ball. Granted, Carolina's or Carolina's uh, you know, secondary defense, I think it's the number one pass defense, uh, you know, top five at least, or top ten at least uh, defense and total defense right now in the NFL. But I told them, I was like, look, this dude's going to get out. He's going to throw the ball. They're no, no, no way, no way. Granted, they still won the game. But I told you, he was going to get out and he was going to throw the ball. And he hung up the most, like, passing yards uh, on the Carolina Panthers since, like, 2016 like, or 17, something like that. I don't fact check or anything. But, yeah, something something like that. And I, I told him, again, you know, it's going to be because of him throwing the ball. He's a legit quarterback. Like, when can you think the last time, the last couple of years that the Jags been playing football, when they were down 14, it was kind of like, oh, here we go. They're down 14, they've lost the game, or if they don't score, if they don't score first, we've lost the game. Two consecutive weeks, this guy's been down at least 14 points and comes out and still slinging the ball, which is crazy to see. But, you know, this is I guess this is what having a good quarterback's like, you know? Yeah. The biggest thing, too, just is poise. Even when they're down, he doesn't lose it. He doesn't lose poise, doesn't, you know – Lose, you know, lose sight of the task at hand, and a lot of the scores that you know defense has given up, especially if they if the other team scores first, the Jags are, or does score, that he usually will respond. Um, fumbles, you know, the fumbles are kind of hurting him. Obviously, uh, those are turnovers, but you know he'll learn. Uh, those are things that are easily correctable, and I guess that's why the city is, you know, basically falling in love with the dude so much because of the fact that. He's still going out there, and we still have a chance to win. Whereas with Bortles, you didn't see that. You just saw, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, little dump passes, screen passes, you know, just crazy, crazy stuff. Another thing that you guys, uh, I don't know if you all have noticed, like, he's not getting many balls swatted down at the line of scrimmage. I I think, you know, that's been been talked about by multiple outlets. Very good. You look at it this way. Bortles is six five. He's six foot five. Minshew's six one on a good day, and he's not. You know, he's not putting himself in compromising positions to have those balls knocked down. Now, you know, is it the fact that it's coaching, or is it you know the line? No, it's just plain confidence. That's all it is, and none of that sidearm submarine crap that Bortles used to do too. So Minshew uh, could be a natural natural thrower of a football. Yeah, yeah, he could be, right? Yeah, he could be. So, just shout out to him, man. And he's gonna, you know, doesn't look like this is gonna stop anytime soon. You know, we we'll be very interested to see what happens come week eleven, week twelve. But uh, for right now, uh, Minshew, this the city is yours. He had like a brace on his knee for a little bit, right? Is he good? Or because I I saw he was on the injury report. Are there any concerns there? Well, it's it's aggravating because he, he keeps getting hit low. And yeah. the thing that I hate about the NFL is the inconsistent uh the inconsistency of the calls. Like we've got thirty nine cameras on the field, literally, <laughs> at any point. We've got a camera, you know, dang near everywhere but actually on the ball for someone, you know, someone carrying it. And the fact that 
I saw at least two or three face mask penalties last week that weren't called, and then the going low, the hitting on you know below the below the knee. Like you can't do that. If, if someone is diving at your knees or diving at your QB's knees, and that that came back from the from the Denver game. Um, I think he's on the injury report right now for uh, for a growing injury, which uh, a large contingent of uh, of uh, female Jaguar fans have reached out to help. Uh, you know, with that growing injury, I don't know what they plan on doing, but helping out. But you know, it's just uh, he's he's got a growing injury now that you know that that is just snuck up on him. So I guess as long as he is continuing to uh, you know take those low blows, no pun intended. But <laughs> you know, you're you you going to be hurt. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Yeah, I think also too, man. Some of those some of those hits, I question. I really do. Like, you know, oh, he got blocked down into him. He didn't mean – I question it because the fact that a lot of the times in the NFL, you know, these guys are people and some of them have some, some haterism or, you know, jealousy. And, you know, they see him playing well and they, you know, try to hit him low. Now, obviously, that's just my opinion, but – and not all of them. But there have been, at least in the last two weeks, I count four. There's a difference between – Getting blocked into or rolled up under and then submarined into, yeah, yeah. Like, a, a huge difference, huge difference in the and the last two games it's been you know kind of submarined into and the thing too is that Minshew is a throw first then run second kind of guy and he stays within the pocket stays where he needs to and how are you still getting hit after you know maybe three four seconds. Uh, you know, after the play is done, you're still getting submarine to hit low. You know, the NFL has got to protect him. And that would be such a shame for him to go down off of a dirty play. Yeah. Any any player, any player in the league, not just Vinci, but any player to get go go out, you know, because of a, a submarine or a low hit or a low block, chop block, anything like that, you know, you got to call him, you know, when it happens. Yeah, or at least do it once Nick Foles is ready to come back. Because I don't know how good Josh Dobbs is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's good. But right now, they probably could trade him back to the Steelers yeah. for, for for someone pretty good. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> I mean, right now, I mean, the way that Mason Rudolph got uh, exited the game last week, they they're probably they probably could give him back. That was pretty rough. Um, okay, so uh, Minshew, Jalen Ramsey is the kind of next topic I would say we should hit on just because Shad Khan came out. I think it was like. What was it like on the street? Uh, I think the one of the financial news uh, networks, Derek or CNBC or something that he gave this interview on. It was kind of weird, actually. But um, you know, essentially just saying that he spoke to Jalen Ramsey, had a one-on-one, and uh, I don't know if they worked it out or if he made a promise for future contract uh, guarantees or something. But Ramsey's back at practice and evidently is going to pe- uh, play this coming Sunday. Yeah, and the whole thing with the back and all that. And bottom line, Khan's a businessman. Khan looks at this as uh, business first, and the business is is you're still signed with the team. So within the collective bargaining agreement, you can face the uh, penalties for not playing, or you could go out and play. And yep. if I decide to trade you, that's what it's going to be. And that's about it. I guarantee it in the most, the nicest possible way. That's the message that was relayed. Now, whatever was said between Coughlin, who knows what he said, and who knows how Jalen, you know, all that other stuff, you know, we don't know. But I can tell you this: 
I bet you Connor was like, hey, man, unless we get some astronomical crazy trade, which we're not going to get, uh, we need you out there. Your team needs you out there. Or they had the conversation with him was like, hey, you're a smart guy. You like money. Let me tell you what's going to happen. If you don't play because of this fictitious back injury, I'm going to start finding you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's well. how it went down? That's, that's, that's exactly how it happens. Like, you're not hurt. Your back's not hurt. I've given you all the time that you need to bond with the baby. You're out with, uh, you know, our, our divisional opponent, their quarterback. Granted, I don't care if he's your buddy or your friend. You're, you're out taking pictures with him. Um, you're out doing things that, you know, that could be listed as conduct detrimental to our team. And you're not hurt. So either you're going to play or you're going to get fined. And honestly, man, the, 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 the crappy part about it is, is that just because you request a trade doesn't mean that trade is going to get granted. This isn't the NBA. Like, you don't just get trade, oh, I'm, I'm upset, and now I'm leaving. I mean, look at, AJ, look at AJ, uh, AJ Green. The Bengals came out straight up and said, we're not trading you. You, mm-hmm. can, you, can, you can get upset all you want, buddy. You're not getting traded. You're not. And, and that's, what's happened. that's what it is right now with Jalen. Like, okay, you're not getting traded. And even if you're upset about being a, a Jacksonville Jaguar, this team still has rights to him for another, like, two to three years. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. So the best thing that he can do is, if he's all about himself and all about his coins, is to get out there and show that what he can do and show a consistent performance and, and ball. That's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing else you can really do. I do picture that one-on-one session happening with Shad Khan having that like ponytail hairstyle and that leather jacket that he wears while he's putting down the uh, putting uh-huh. down the facts. You know what I mean, <laughs> bro? What if they had a meeting like in an alley, like behind uh, behind one of the buildings downtown, behind Daly's place? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably on yeah. the yacht. <laughs> Shad Khan lights up a cigarette. <laughs> so you want to play, huh? But. Look at it. Look at it this way. It's a completely different perspective, a completely different situation. But look at it this way: Khan buys the team, wants to draft a, a high-profile player. You draft. They draft Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman gets suspended after a year. <laughs> They're saying they could release him or trade him. You know, after he gets approved to come back. He gets approval to come back. He gets suspended again. And they still could release him or trade him. Khan didn't trade him. He didn't budge. And I'm pretty sure by some random miracle, if Blackman ever did want to come back and play, don't the Jags still probably own his rights? So, you know, as, as a player, the dude doesn't budge. That's what I'm saying. He, he's not going to budge at all. Well, if you remember, too, remember when Maurice Jones-Drew had that holdout uh, mm-hmm. years back? It might have even been Shaq Khan's like, first season as the owner. And Khan had the whole comment about uh, the train's going. You better jump on if you want to be a part of this or something. Like, he literally just did not budge whatsoever with Maurice Jones-Drew back. Um, and I think it was almost like a similar contract situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, so, yeah, maybe he – I mean, he puts on a very, like, soft-spoken demeanor and, uh, you know, everything out in public. But then again, I guess you don't really get to the point that you get with somebody like him as a billionaire and – successful business person without being somewhat ruthless and to the point behind the scenes. Um, he, he, he reminds me of Gus from Breaking Bad. 
Yeah, I could see that, actually. Right? He reminds me of Gus from Breaking Bad. Like, you just run in this nice chicken joint, and behind the scenes, you're just, just, this, I mean, crazy. Yeah, that is an interesting comparison. Speaking of that, El Camino came out today on (laughs) Netflix. I watched it. It was good. Check it out if you're a Breaking Bad fan. The... It's just you know, it's just that's just what it is. I don't think no trade's going to happen until the off season. Yeah, he's not budging. He ain't budging. Well, that's good. I mean, I think that's fine, right? I mean, hopefully Ramsey. I mean, I can't imagine he's going to get out there and not try or not play hard or anything for the very reasons that you guys just mentioned that he wants to you know keep his value up if there is a possibity of getting traded or whatnot later on. But uh, I think it's good. I mean, it's it's good for the rest of the season to have a guy like that back. Um, so this Sunday we play the Saints. I am most curious, especially after all this momentum through the national media and everything, as to what we're thinking the crowd's going to look like. And then I know, Derek, you mentioned they have the the giveaway and some of the stuff to kind of pump up the enthusiasm a little bit. But uh, JK3, what are you thinking as far as the crowd size Sunday? Are we going to see sporadic uh, uh, you know, attendance like we've seen in the home opener? And uh, otherwise, or are we going to see a much more rowdy and, and rambunctious cr- crowd, which is kind of funny if we do, because it's not like the record matches that. It's more of a hype thing more than anything. Bro, that, that's it. The last two weeks, this guy's been on fire. At, this guy, as in Minshew, has been, been on fire. And it's going to be it, it's, it's going to be a packed house. I, I think that the Jags are, and the Jags fans, I think the Jags have done a really good job of marketing him at, with the Minshew mini-packs and the bandana and the mustaches and those little quirks. You know, again, uh, people love free stuff. So, you know, that's going to be one of the things. And, again, too, this guy's been lighting it up for the last two weeks, two away games. Um, you know Denver and Carolina, and now it's just gonna it, it, uh, one of your marquee teams, the Saints. You know, granted Drew Brees isn't gonna be there, but with Jacksonville being a uh, you know a, a more fiscal fiscal friendly you know destination in the NFL, I, I think it's gonna be a lot of Saints fans. But I think the Jags fans show up, you know, and, and try to will, will this team to a victory. There's a lot of other storylines along this, you know, with. Uh, you know the matchup. If if Jalen Ramsey does play, and I can see him playing uh, against Michael Thomas, one of the premier re- receivers in the NFL, you know, one of those things where he's out there to actually prove himself and prove what he can do. Um, you know, as far as a uh, you know premier defender, but um, you know another big name too that's gonna br- that's gonna sell a lot of seats, Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, I think. With, with those two big names coming in, if they both – or Kamara, I think, is on the uh, questionable right now. But the Saints usually are a big draw. Minshew, uh, Minshew Mania is a big draw here in Jacksonville. I, you know, I, I think this could be a, um, you know, a very packed game. And then again, too, you know, three the, – the, the Jags are looking at three and three versus two and four. You know, it's a it's, – it's kind of like a must-win, you know, situation where the team's back is going to be up against the wall. You don't want to go down two and four. Uh, you know, you want to try to keep that three and three and keep that momentum, especially with Cincy and New York, uh, the Jets, you know, looking down the pipe, too. You you got to win this. Yeah. If Kamar plays, if he's anywhere healthy of 80 or 90 percent, we're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll tell you why. He's not Christian McCaffrey, but the Saints have a better coach that can make him look like Christian McCaffrey. When yeah. it comes to offensive game planning, so Kamara's uh, sick, bro. Kamara's really good. 
Yeah, and now, you know, he doesn't run between the tackles, they said, and all this other stuff. And with Mark Ingram gone, he hasn't been effective and all that stuff. Dude, we couldn't tackle Christian McCaffrey's a better football player. But Kamara is extremely elusive Mm -hmm. in getting one-on-one with Miles Jack. Remember earlier in the year how I told you that Miles Jack doesn't have it mentally? Like he gets put out of place and out of position? We're going to have same thing all over again. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you uh, the, the Saints have got a zone right. <laughs> There's yeah. a zone right play in their in their playbook. I guarantee you because Carolina ran it 48 times against us, and then we had some guy come off the bench when McCaffrey took himself off, and then he, he ate off a 59-yard run too. I guarantee you Carolina throws in a zone right or some type of misdirection just because of the linebackers and just because, you, you know, Miles Jack and, um, you know, Quincy – they just continue to find themselves out of place. Quincy's going to hit you, but you know he's got a guess to be there. You don't want you don't want to leave you know a guessing game up with an elusive back like Kamara uh, and even a serviceable you know backup like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's not a slouch. Well, yeah. through like what, like four touchdowns last week or oh, something. I'm telling you, man. And then on, on the offensive side of the ball, the defense. I mean, they've got veterans at each level too that have seen you know some of the stuff that. Uh, Flip is, is is trying to get out there. I mean, you you look at your your linebacker. I mean, Kiko Alonso. You know, he anybody that knows football knows that he was a headhunter in Miami. He was in Miami for a long time, so he's still one of your last of a dying breed as far as football players. It's going to hit you in the mouth and doesn't care about a penalty. I mean, and then you know on the uh, on the uh, on the defensive end, Cameron Jordan. I mean, come on, man. They, they, this team is – I think this team is going to propose a, a a bigger matchup, you know, for Jacksonville than, than more than meets the eye. Yeah, all they're, all they're missing is their leader pretty much. Uh, obviously, with Bruce down, it's a big advantage for us. But Bridgewater has been serviceable. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to put themselves in a position to win. We have to – our defensive line, you know, they need to go find Saxonville – Go like, like meditate to bring back Saxonville or something, because <laughs> that's about the only way we're gonna we're gonna win. Is we have got to get to Bridgewater. We have got to hit him. We've got to let him know that we're there, and they got to tackle in space one on one. You know, you got thirty eight year old or however old it is, Ted Ginn, he's probably like thirty four. Michael Thomas, guess what? Kamara, all those guys can run. Okay, they're young receivers. They have. He's like Traquan Smith, I want to say, and another one's Harris or something like that. They can all run, and that's what we got to stop is the, the, the running and getting in space. Because if we get in space, oh, man, I I, I don't want to see that. I do um, not want to see that. And they have that one guy, that Taysom Hill, that Taysom Hill character, that guy that's yeah. like – he lines up at receiver, but it will line up at a wildcat quarterback mm-hmm. who's fast. He can return punts. Um, so if any any <clears throat> casual fans, um, you know that that want a couple of names to watch on the opposite side of the ball, definitely watch Taysom Hill wherever he goes. Um, you know he can be either a you know a flanker, someone that is just you know you got to put eyes on him. <clears throat> Or if he does get the ball, he can be pretty electric when he does get it. So um, I think he's listed as a quarterback with the Saints, but uh, he's kind of like a Denard Robinson if Denard Robinson would have actually panned out in the NFL. That's pretty interesting. What do you guys think about uh, – where is Denard Robinson, by the way? 
coaching at JU. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Really? Huh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, coaching at JU. Everybody really wanted him to work out here. I remember that distinctly. Until he drove his car into a lake. Well, yeah. You know, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> that's a tough one. You can't overcome that usually. Um, so one of the breakout players for this season, it almost you kind of feel bad because he's playing awesome. Um, and Minshew's really getting most of the spotlight is uh, DJ Chark. And I don't know yes. where does he where does he where does he rank right now in the NFL in receiving? I mean, he's up there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. So, uh, you know, what does it look like from uh, from his perspective for this Sunday, Derek? Because I know he's been basically the go-to receiver for Minshew this entire season. Um, it's going to be a nice matchup. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they don't put Lattimore on him. Uh, I don't know how the Saints roll their coverage if they just put one guy on, you know, Lattimore on the best receiver and shadow him. Lattimore is supposed to be, you know, their equivalent to Ramsey. He, you know, very good. He led the league in picks a few years ago. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. And um, Shark is, man, I think every every fan, every media personality, every single last one of them, I don't care if it's Twitter, if you're trying to make a name for yourself or you think you know, everybody, including myself, need to admit that we were all wrong, okay? <laughs> because Absolutely. Shark has come out of nowhere. That kid can play. When he, when it, it, we, we know that Bortles' knuckleball, he just couldn't handle it, but nobody could handle it. So shout out to him again, man. Absolutely, you know, way, way to play the game, man. But <clears throat> it's going to be very interesting to see how they, how they do that, how they match up the coverage, and if Shark can win some of those one-on-one battles, if, if the Saints are going to let Lattimore go one-on-one with him. Well, that's going to – and that's what's having – actually having a true number one will do to you. A true number one will take some of the attention away, and then this is when, you know, your DDs are, 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 are going to eat. Um, you know, this is where your Marquise Lee uh, is actually going to come in and actually run and, and eat off his bread and butter, that 10 to 12-yard intermediate, like, in or uh, that in route that he's going to have. Um, and as far as leading receivers goes, DJ Chark is number five in the NFL right now with 485 yards. Um, wow. Number one is number one is Michael Thomas, who we huh. see this this Sunday, 543 yards. But the difference is the targets. Michael Thomas is he gets he's got 45 or excuse me he's got uh, 45 receptions, and uh, DJ Chark currently has 27. So it really kind of tells you primarily where the Saints are going to go with the ball. You automatically know that this is going to happen. And what I would hate to happen on Sunday is this be one of the situations where uh, in Carolina you knew. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was going to get the football. You know Michael Thomas is going to get targets. You know it. Like, you absolutely know it. So this could be a perfect time for, you know, Jalen to have one of his breakout games. Like, if you are a lockdown, shutdown corner like you say you are, you want to get paid, get out there and guard the leading receiver in the NFL. The guy that you see maybe once, twice, you know, every couple of years. You know, this is not a DeAndre Hopkins, someone that you line up with every – you see him twice a year – for the re- remainder of your career. This is an elite receiver that will literally make or break your career because if this guy has a career game, you you, you know, damn well know there's going to be stats and highlights of him on ESPN getting toasted, especially with a back injury. Like, the, oh, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. If he's going to play, he needs to play. Yeah, no, I mean, that, and that'll be – I mean, if he plays, like you said, I mean, if he gets burned – 
you know that's going to be one of the first things that they show, especially on local television. But, oh, yeah. Um, on national media, Twitter, and everybody's going to be all over him. I mean, so hopefully he is fully recovered and there's no issues uh, for the sake of us winning the game, most importantly. But um, what about this? Derek, you had a note about uh, Cameron Jordan. So that guy, I was Googling him. Does he still have that crazy-looking facial hair that I'm seeing on there with the weird-looking mustache and everything? Have you seen that? Dude, when he takes that football helmet off, man, yeah, he looks he he looks like a a a, a crazy person, man. He, <laughs> he is a big, massive dude, and he can like what is he like six four, six yeah. five, something yeah. something crazy. Um, our offensive line's gonna have their hands full. They're gonna have their hands full. Saints know how to they they know how to come after the passer. Uh, that's going to be one of those things where, you know, coaching and scheme and, and doing things, you know, correctly, and hopefully the running game is working so there's not too much, you know, just pinning your ears back and going, you know, you run some draws, get those guys upfield, play action. The best way that you can counter a fast defense like the Saints is you can get them, you know, some misdirection, get them going one way and you go the other way. Yeah, which is crazy too because – Cam, uh, Cam Robinson is gonna literally have his. He's gonna he's gonna have to bring a lunch pail on Sunday because mm-hmm. with the amount with the amount of penalties that have been coming from the offensive line, um, you know, not calling any names specifically, <laughs> Cam, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he's literally gonna have to do the best that he can to to keep this guy off of, off of uh, Minshew's blind side. I mean, and if Cameron Jordan gets loose, this is is not gonna be pretty. I mean, he's a huge guy. He's physical. He's violent at the line, also. Um, so I think a lot of, you know, you setting up the run or setting up the quick pass or like you mentioned, Derek, any type of, you know, misdirection to get them going one way, uh, um, you know, or up the field and have us actually going the opposite way, like north and south type of thing, uh, is definitely going to slow us down. But Cam has got his, uh, he, he's got it, he's got his workout for him. Yeah, and, and you know that they've watched the film. They know that Cam Robinson's not been handling things you know, mentally well as far as, you know, letting people get under his skin. Yep. They're, they're, they're going to they're go after him big time, not just physically, but they're going to be talking to him too. He, he's got to just keep his head down, stay quiet, and play ball. Don't get caught up in that crap, man. Don't get caught up in it. Yeah. So any final thoughts on the game? Any uh, Anything that you think is going to be sort of like the key to success in this winning? Because I know JK3, you said you don't think that we have a – I don't know if you said you don't think we have a shot, but you don't think we're going to pull this one out more than likely. No, I, I don't, man. I, I really don't. I really don't see this team, um, you know, beating them just because of what we saw Christian McCaffrey do last week. And then you've got another uh, back – Coming in this week, that's just as uh, you know, fast, just as you know, electric. I mean, it's it. I don't want to leave with my heart. Of course, if I leave with my heart, the Jags are gonna go, you know, going to the Super Bowl and everything. But just looking at the stats and looking what they can do, and you know, minus Drew Brees, you know, I thought this would have been, uh, you know, something that the, the Jags used to kind of win or and kind of fire up maybe a two three game win streak, but. I mean, man, if, if if they can't stop the run and if they can't stop Kamara, they can't stop a zone right. It, it, it's going to be a long day, man. And then you then you're looking at Cincinnati and the Jets as as, as rebound games, and the pressure is there to win those games as opposed to hey, we stacked a win or now we beat 
you know, uh, the Saints, who are a, a formidable opponent. So now let's stack these Ws here. Let's stack these. And, again, second quarter of the season right now, 0-1. You know, I, I, I just – I don't know. They, they've got to they've gotta bring the fight to them first. Yeah. I want the – you know, obviously I want the Jags to win. I think they're going to win. Uh, Fournette's got to have a good day, man. Fournette, you know, we need we need 100 yards. We need a touchdown from him. Uh, that's what we need. Keep that pressure off Minshew. Keep that defensive line off Minshew. And Fournette's got to run the ball and our defensive line. We need to hit. I'm not saying we need to sack Teddy Bridgewater five times. That would be great. But we need to hit him at least five times early. Talking early before the end of that, before the like the end of the uh, first quarter. Like really hit him. Let him know that we're there. I yeah, mean, and 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 again, man, the the my bad, Corey. There you go. Uh, and and again, the Saints, they're a team that travels. Y'all, if you if you're listening to this, man, and, and you're gonna go to the game, come to the game, sit in the stands, be loud. There's nothing more annoying as a Jags fan is knowing <laughs> and seeing that there are tons of people there, yeah. tons of people at the game, and they're not in the seats, they're not yelling, they're not being loud, they're not drowning out the other team, man. The last thing that I want to hear, you know, in my home stadium is who day or who dat or no who dat. That's who they are. Who dat? You know, I don't want to hear any of that stuff, man. If you're going to the game, show up, sit in your seats, and and, and you know, cheer on your team, man. It's that simple. Yeah, I 100% agree. The biggest thing that's a pet peeve for me is when you see those large pockets of the opposing teams oh, oh, all, all spread out everywhere. You know, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear who day or any of that crap. I first of all, I know people make fun of us because of Duval. Duval's way cooler than those. I mean, those are pretty bad, I think. And I don't know if this is gonna get me like death threats from the New Orleans fans, but like who dad or who it's who dad? I don't right? even know. Yeah, yeah. who, yeah. who, yeah. who, who dad is yeah. the, who that is the Saints? Who day is the the Bengals? Yeah, whatever. Right. Who cares? <laughs> no, no. Who cares? Yay! Yeah. Boy, I like you. Yeah, that's right. That was quick on the fly, right? You like that? Um, so, yeah, so it'll be good. Um, hopefully we'll see you guys out there on Sunday. Um, definitely um, be supporting your Down by the Bank shirts. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But uh, be <laughs> at the, we'll see you guys at the game. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, if you are on Apple Podcasts, we we got another one or two five-star reviews on, in the past week or so. So whoever that was, we appreciate it. But if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, what's up? And keep them coming. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, leave us a five star review if you don't mind. Maybe put some uh, notes in there because all the recent ones lately have just been the stars without the uh, actual comments, and the comments are fun. Uh, so if you could throw something in there, uh, that would be great. And we still, I think, are uh, copywriting the idea of throwing uh, stakes on the field for touchdowns from Minshew. I think JK3, you you wanted to copyright that, so that's in I process do. right now. <laughs> yep, and uh, we'll have uh, obviously. You know, the, the natural thing you do in Jacksonville whenever you come up with an idea, we'll have like six or seven shirts based on this that will be coming out soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for that too. And um, that's about it. So uh, definitely uh, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you guys have anything that you'd like us to cover on the next podcast or if you have any feedback, um, follow us on Twitter at Down by the Bank. And otherwise, we will talk to you guys next time.